You're listening to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans. Welcome to another episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans. My name is Matt Markstone. I'm the host of the show. And no matter where you are, no matter how you may be listening, whether you were here for episode one or you're just joining us for episode 90, thank you for making the show part of your day. I hope that you enjoy it. And looking for enjoyment is something that we often have found ourselves doing uh, recently as Saints fans. And I can tell you that, that there were genuine moments of enjoyment watching the team play this weekend. But by far, the, the most entertaining part of the weekend was talking with Yasmin Wiseman, who joins me on the show this week. You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at MissYJW1. Um, you probably know her. She's around the grounds a lot. Uh, she goes to away games. She goes to home games. Uh, she's on the Saints voice panel. So uh, that is pretty much what we talk about this week. Everything from her becoming a fan to her becoming a, a member of the Saints voice panel to, to kind of what that looks like and why she does it and um, kind of how she feels it's going. Um, and we also talk about the game because that's really how the show works. And so uh, we're going to do all of that this week. And uh, yeah, it, it was a great time talking to Yasmin. It's been uh we tried to set it up before and, I, and I'm glad she was able to do it this time, even though uh, she was kind of feeling under the weather. And then I, I worked at catering the night before I, I, I got home at one, I got up at four. Um, so you can probably hear it in my voice and I hope I held it together uh, enough so that it doesn't sound too, too bad, but um, we won't take a bunch of time here. We'll just get to the interview. Um, and like I always say, thank you for joining the show. I uh, hope that you enjoy it. And here is my interview uh, with Yasmin Wiseman. Um, Saints fan, Saints voice panel, uh, representative, I guess we can say. And, uh, yeah, so here we go. We'd like to welcome to the Southampton delivery podcast, Yasmin Wiseman. You can find her on Twitter and Instagram at miss YJW one. Uh, you probably know her from just being at the matches or, or being around Twitter or, or all of that stuff. But, um, Yasmin, welcome to the show, and, and thanks for taking the time to join me. I know you're feeling uh, a little bit uh, ill this morning, but uh, thanks. No, thank you for having me. Feeling good. Feeling good now. All right. All right. I was going to make the joke where saints are making you sick, but I think it's uh, the, the time for that joke is gone, but I somehow managed to say it anyway, so it's all right. Uh, starting well. Starting well. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I mean, before we get into the match and all that stuff, um, people may know you from kind of the saints voice panel uh, voting and all that stuff. And you're on the panel. Um, so we'll talk yeah. a little bit about that. We'll talk about um, just kind of how you became a Southampton supporter and all that. And then we'll talk about the game. Uh, yeah. And and that should, that should pretty much do it unless, unless somebody has something else brilliant that they get to us between uh, now and the time we stop recording. So, uh, so that, that, that all sound okay. 
Sounds good to me. All right. All right. Um, so let's just start with, with kind of where you became a fan, I guess. I, I, is your family, are your family fans? Did you grow up kind of supporting saints or how, how did you become a fan of, of the club? Um, basically I'm from Eastleigh, but all of my family members all support different teams. Like none of them support saints in brackets. Sorry about that. They're all hammer supporters or Spurs supporters. And my uncle took me to my first ever game and it was saints and West Ham. And West Ham lost. And I really, really fell in love with Southampton. And it's just always been from there. Like, I, I just loved it. I, I've always seen the club as more than just a football team. It, ha- it's, it is literally a second family. And I absolutely adored it. I still adore them now, even though obviously it's a bit of a, an emotional roller coaster. But that's just how it started. It started from a young age. My, I think the first game was 97. So, yeah, been following them ever since. And I don't regret it at all. I could have been a Hammers. I could have been a Yid. I chose not to. Oh, thank you for that. Because <laughs> that would have been uh, terrible. Um, but, I mean, you're talking 21 years of, of supporting the club then. Um, and there's been a lot of stuff that's happened between now and then, you know, and relegation promotion uh kind of that that rise and and now yeah. i mean i mean you've gone from basically league one all the way to, to europe that has to be kind of a um i don't know you, that's something you have to be proud of in terms of, of of just what the club has accomplished and and kind of some of the things that you've been able to see i guess as well well absolutely i would say we have been we've been so spoiled and we've been so lucky in all those years especially the last like obviously couple of years with europe and then unfortunately We've all set our standards really, really high, and it hasn't gone that way. But yeah, all the relegation promotion, I think that is all part of being a Saints fan. Like, we're not one of the big dogs, like, in the whole of the leagues. But that's what we like about it. Like, we are so underestimated. At the moment, yes, we are predictable, unfortunately, but... I like how unpredictable we can be at the same time. Like we can go against the big teams and score big, or we can go against the little teams and score small, but we're still getting the points. Unfortunately, it's just not going our way at the moment. So I'm forever the optimist when it comes to Southampton, but I, th- I think I'm, I'm still a little bit of a believer and I'm hoping to continue to be a believer for as long as it takes. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to do that sometimes. It's hard to to tell yourself that it's, you know, that that it, it's okay to kind of have some belief going into each week and kind of every every Saturday afternoon because the games are on quite early here and every Saturday afternoon it's like I'm a little bit dejected about the results sometimes and and how things went down and um you know last week was different after we played Liverpool versus this week against Wolves I, but but the feeling is essentially kind of the same because of uh, you know, we, we came away with no points and it's disappointing to watch a team play that way or whatever, but by next week, you know, or by, by, by the middle of this week, as we have the, the, the Carabao cup, uh, match against Everton, I'll be ready to go again. And, and it'll be, you know, you, you, cause you have to have some belief otherwise, like, otherwise kind of what's the point? Like, you know, if you're, if you're just expecting the team to go out and get beat, um, I, I don't know that, that, that I can't do that. It, even if it's the right thing to do, if it's the sensible thing to do. 
um, I, I can't do it. Yeah, that's one thing what we were talking about yesterday, how even though obviously we're Southampton playing at the moment, you still always have, you still have that bit of faith at every single game. Then after the game, it's like, oh, you feel deflated or you feel like, oh, okay. And then that evening, whether it is a Saturday or a Sunday, you feel a bit like, mm, right, not doing it anymore, blah, whatever. 24 hours later, you're like, right, back on it. Let's support the team. Let's go for it. And then obviously it's the next game and it's like, okay, and we go again and we just keep going. It's literally like a broken record at the moment. We just need like some form of boost that's going to change like everyone's like attitude towards it because everyone's sort of having the same feelings at the moment. It's like, oh, that was expected. Oh, yeah, here we go. Oh, same old. And it's like, we don't want to have that. And I know I can't speak on behalf of the club to be like, yeah, we're going to change, but it's like only they can make the change. But time will tell. That's all I keep saying, time will tell. But I'm hoping like it's soon, like something needs to change very soon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so I guess, you know, you, you, you talked about your family a little bit being supporters of different, of different clubs and, and, and that, how did you get to games early on or how did you kind of get to the point where you were able to actually go to the matches versus having to go watch West Ham or having to go, um, you know, uh, support Spurs or, or whatever? Well, when it was with Saints, I would go with my granddad. Okay. Um, he, he, he liked football. He didn't necessarily have a football team that he supported. So he would come with me. Um, and then with West Ham, I would go, I used to go to West Ham quite a lot when I was younger until the age of, I think it was about 15. So I'd always go up, up to Upton Park with my uncle. Yeah. I've, I've just, I just generally, I love football. Okay. I love the atmosphere. I love everything about it. And, and Eastleigh has the team as well, a, a lower, like a lower division. I don't know if it's non-league, it's non-league probably, I think, yeah. but I mean, they have a, a team and, and I, and there is a, I guess, I don't know if I can't, like you said, I can't speak for everybody, but I think there's a, I have the assumption in any way that everybody in England supports their local team. So everybody supports the team that is directly kind of closest to them. And, and it's just not true. Like I talked to a lot of, a lot of Saints fans who have families like yours who, um, you know, everybody supports somebody else or, or they support Newcastle or whatever. And it's, but that's not the, uh, like this is, this is going somewhere I wasn't planning on talking about, but this goes, <laughs> there are plenty of people on Twitter who will criticize me for being from California and, and supporting a team in England. And, and it's, you know, I don't know, I, whatever it, it's fine, but like, it's nice to know that not everybody, you know, like you didn't have to become a, a, a Manchester United supporter or a Spurs supporter or anything else because people around you were that, you know, that you chose saints and, and now you're there and, and, and whether or not the, the people around you as a result choose Saints or not, like that's their own choice. And it's nice to know that it's not just a, a local thing, even though I think there probably are more, you know, obviously people live in Southampton, the likelihood they're going to be a Saints fan is, is probably greater than, you know, somebody living in Newcastle actually supporting Southampton, if that makes sense. Yeah. But like I said earlier, what I like is how one football team can connect so many different characters around the world. Mm -hmm. So that's what I love about it. So I, it doesn't matter if you're not from Southampton. It's just amazing how you, you've you decided on your own accord to support Southampton. Yeah. So I, I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, no. <laughs> thank you for, I mean, thank you for being so welcoming. And, and I can say that the 99% of the people I've had interaction with, you know, are great. It's it's the occasional uh, person who's who's probably on a fake account tweeting from their mom's basement or, you know, using their mom's phone even or whatever it is, you know that they're, they're the, uh, they're the people that, that think they're, 
They're, they're super awesome and they just enjoy getting under people's skin. And usually I let it go. Oh, the keyboard warriors. Oh, yeah. Come across yeah. them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the plastic. We're not sure which ones. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you've somehow gone from, you know, a family of supporters who supported a number of different clubs to going to the matches, everything from your granddad. And now you go kind of, to, I think, to a lot of them and from uh, the looks of it and from talking to you a little bit. I, I think that's true. And and yeah. you've also somehow wound up on the Saints voice panel. And and I want to ask you a little bit uh, about that. But, um, you know, what I guess what made you get want to get involved on on that level and in terms of being a representative of the fans and you had to go through the whole kind of uh, application and then voting process and all that stuff. Like what made you want to go through all that and, and to, to be a part of the, of the panel? I think, well, it was an equal opportunity for everyone to apply. And I was just like, why not? Why can't I do something like this? Like I'm very vocal as it is. And if anyone's going to make a difference, in my opinion, only I can do something about it. So rather than, saying like, oh, they could have done this or they should have done this better. Why can't I be a part of that being like, oh, I think they should do something about this and then see the change happen or give ideas of how they can change it. And me as a person as well, like I don't I don't take crap from people. And I I knew I wasn't prepared to be effectively fobbed off by the club. Like I wanted to get answers for myself and for other fans. And I don't know, I just, I just wanted to do it. I wanted to go for it. If I got it, great. If I didn't, like fair play to anyone else who went for it and got it as well. And we're all so different, like character wise, but it works. And I think we do have some louder characters, maybe in one of them. Um, I'm known as Mouth of the South anyway. So... <laughs> 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 so I'm just like I will like if I think something's wrong or it's not right I will say it um but yeah I just I just wanted to give it a go and I wanted to get the answer well I get I wanted to get questions out there and I wanted to give people answers I I get so fed up even like personally when I see us as fans aren't getting the response that we need or what we want and I was like I'm going to do it. I want that to be a change. I want people to have like better communication. So hopefully I can do something about that and make everyone sort of feel a bit more united with the club, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I want us all just to feel like, yeah, we're all in this together. Let's go. So hopefully we can all make a difference. Yeah. I mean, cause I'm not exactly sure when the, you know, when the club started putting this out there as a, as a part of uh, of something they, they they wanted to do, and I don't know exactly how that idea came about, um, but I know that you know the last couple of seasons, uh, you know, obviously we got rid of Puel after a season, we got rid of Pellegrino mm. uh, in, in the middle of the season. Um, so somewhere in there, I think a lot of a lot of fans were complaining about the communication with the club, and yeah. and and some of the things that I have 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 gotten from talking to some of the fans that are in the area is that the club seems to maybe have lost the, I guess, lost the connection with, with some of the people that live in the area that, that are the, yeah. the home fans. And, and it, it to be honest, it, it kind of, you know, I don't think they ever mean anything negative towards me. Uh, but, but the club, I mean, I have more access to the club on TV 
then then you know most of the fans that that live in Southampton if you don't go to the games you don't have the opportunity to see them as easily as I do you know yeah um sure it's a 7 a.m kickoff but I I, I can wake up at 6 50 and turn the tv on and watch and I don't have to leave my house I don't have to do any of that stuff it doesn't cost me you know, uh, hundreds of pounds, a, a match to, to travel away to, to wolves and all that stuff. Like I don't have to do that. So I understand that frustration. Um, and, and at the same time, I think the club is caught kind of in a weird spot because they, they, if you, if you're not going to market yourself, if you're not going to expand, then people are going to get on you for that too. And, and wonder why we don't have a, a bigger support maybe in the United States or, or in other places around the world, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's what, well, that's what I was saying in regards to like the voice panel, like communication is number one, especially when it comes to the club. Like we've always had the whole, you know, the Southampton way and we have lost that and we are trying to gain that back. And a lot of it is obviously making the club and the fans feel connected with each other. And it has just something has been lost in translation. Like it just seems like the fans are giving, like they're giving their support, they're giving their love, they're giving everything. And the club, club is just taking 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 like they give back a little but it's just we want to go hand in hand in this like you know there's like we've done in the past we'll go through all the leagues together we get promoted we'll do this let's all do it together don't just do it on your own and expect us to follow like we're all as one in this like Southampton like I said it is like it's a second family you wouldn't treat other family members like that so let's treat us all equally let's treat us all the same and I think it is just communication, like with social media, especially it is a free platform and you can reach hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people at one time. So why are you not doing that? Like, yes, with all the positive feedback, they're really good. They are amazing. When it's bad, not so much. So I think they need to find that happy medium and just st- still be like, you know, we're going through whatever they want to call it, a kerfuffle at the moment. But let's just, you know, thank you for this, that and the other, like all your supporters. Let's do this like together. And none of this just like, yeah, we keep going. We keep going. Just hold your hands up. Be like, right. That was shocking. But, you know, I, I don't know how they can do it, but they just need to have better communication with every single fans all around the world, not just Southampton or not just in the United Kingdom, everyone. Right. Right. Can I, can I ask you a little bit about, about the, the meeting? I know you guys had a, a panel meeting and I know the minutes are not out yet, but can I ask you a little yeah. bit about, about kind of what was, what was discussed at the meeting or kind of how that meeting went in your, uh, yeah. I, I just kind of in your opinion, like, was it, was it what you expected when you, when you walked in? Did you, did you kind of get out of it what you thought was going to happen? I thought it was very, it was a productive meeting. Um, and I'm very, I come out there and I, I obviously, I can't just speak on behalf of everyone, but I, from the people I did speak to about it, everyone was very positive about it and feel that we are, or we will be making a difference just down to the club if they're actually going to action what we've said. But no, it was, it went very well very long um I, i'm trying not to give too much away until the minutes are out yeah, yeah but no. i think i really truly believe like it is positive so we well obviously only time will tell with the club and 
we we haven't necessarily give them like a time of like when these things need to be done by but I, I assume they will be done by our next meeting or hopefully we will see some form of difference in what we've said by the next meeting will the minutes kind of detail who was who was in attendance at the, at the meeting yeah. in terms of uh, people from the club yeah it will say exactly who was there and obviously who wasn't there um and then you will see with all the minutes like what was said like the questions that were asked or the subjects what we were talking about and there'll be bullet points of what each person has said so you'll see exactly what was said by who not at what time but you'll see you'll see a brief encounter in my opinion of the min- minutes they are they are true but they are very brief okay well and i guess i guess some of it was they they probably don't want to put all the detail in there you know because not everything that's suggested or said in the meetings is going to actually happen. Of course, it's, it's kind of a discussion, so uh, we'll have to we'll have to see. But I, I'm hoping that there's some sort of positive impact. I know some people kind of wrote the panel off uh, immediately as uh, uh, almost a way for the club to placate the fans, and I'm not sure. I, I mean, you have to believe that the club are doing everything with the best of intention, I think, um, until they prove you wrong. I, and I don't know if you agree with that or not. Oh, well, I've got the front row seat in the panel, so being involved in it all I think they are they're definitely trying to make a difference for everyone and all of the ideas and suggestions we've put forward they are they are thinking about them and a lot of them they had no idea that these things were going on so again communication like they had no idea that some fans felt this way about x y and z so we're telling them no you need to approve on this and they're like oh we thought we were doing okay and we're like nah thought it out so yeah so they're they're learning new things we're learning new things and hopefully we're working together and it will it will change things i'm hoping if not interview me in like a year's time and i'll be crying <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll make a note of that um yeah yeah we can, we can do <laughs> that we'll set that up uh, hopefully it's not just a, a you know 60 minutes of you sobbing um, no. which, uh, you know, it wasn't 60 minutes of sobbing yesterday, but it was, there was, there's quite a bit of, uh, of sobbing, uh, towards the end of that, of the, of the Wolves match. Um, yeah. and I guess, I I know you went up there yesterday, you went, uh, with, uh, on the coach, not the official coach, but Southampton away travel. And, uh, you yes. seem to, from what we've talked about beforehand, it seemed like you had, you guys all had a pretty good time in terms of, of getting up there and getting back and everybody was safe and, and overall, um, maybe result aside a, a decent time. Yeah, it, it it was like it was a good day. Everything went smoothly. So yeah, it was good. Pub was good. The game questionable, yeah. and we got home. We got home safely. So <laughs> there's there's probably a few more positives in there somewhere, but just the game itself, probably not as many. Yeah, sometimes the game will overshadow some of the other things that happen, but with time, you know, hopefully some of those <laughs> some of those wounds yeah. will heal. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, did you guys? Uh, I know Freddie uh, from the ugly inside mentioned they're stopping in Birmingham to have a to have a drink because all the Wolves pubs are kind of or the pubs around the the stadium are, uh, are are kind of home fans only. Did you guys have to do that, or, or were you able to find a pub uh, near uh, the Molyneux? Oh yeah, we we it was. Um, am I allowed to mention the pub? Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh. It's called the blue, the blue Brick, and it's literally, like, it took not even five minutes from the ground. That's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, so 
no, we didn't have any trouble. And we were walking with Wolves fans to the game. We were walking with Wolves fans back to the coach. So I know some of them can be a bit rowdy, but no, we were all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there are there are that, that there's that subset of fans in every club, I think, that are are slightly ridiculous. You know, um, I think they watch too much Football Factory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I've, I've YouTubed uh, or Googled a couple of those episodes and, uh, and like, yeah, whatever it's, it's, it's there. Um, yeah. I mean, let, let, let's talk a little bit about yesterday and, and I don't know, you know, how soon you get up to, to, to the stadium or, 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 you know, how soon the coach arrives or who's made aware of, of team news and stuff like that, like right away. Um, but, but when you actually took a look at the lineup and stuff like that, like, were you surprised that? At, at any of the of the changes that were there or any of the changes that maybe weren't made? I'm still questioning Yoshida. Like, I think we're definitely missing him. And I, I don't know, like, you look at Wesley Hude, Hoyd Hude, however you say his name, like, he's I, made... I say it incorrectly. That's okay. I, I, I'm just like, Wesley. <laughs> Every time I'm at the ground, I'm like just shouting Wesley because I'm like, is it Hude? Is it Hude? Whatever. Yeah. But I'm just, you know, he's made, it's not just him collectively as a whole, we've made mistakes, but I think he's one of the big names that are coming up a lot when it comes to our defense. And I think he needs a bit of a break. And Yoshida, I think we are missing him. I generally think we are missing him. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so so thinking back to a couple of seasons ago, anytime Yoshida was in the lineup, there was a a huge collective groan from everybody, right? Because mm, he was yeah. he was due for a mistake. He he always seemed to, whether it was a poor back pass or not being aware of a player kind of running off of his shoulder, whatever it was, he was the guy that got blamed for a lot of stuff. And to be fair, he made quite a few mistakes, mm-hmm. but he's he's grown from there. And I think as a center back, you sometimes that's a position that takes longer to develop and maybe the, 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 you know, the pace and things like that aren't necessarily uh, as, as important maybe as, as reading the game and kind of positioning and things like that. And that stuff comes maybe with time and he's definitely gotten better. Um, you know, uh, the ability or the, the opportunity to wear the captain's armband for his country uh, on quite a few occasions, um, consistently starting for them, having a good performance in the world cup. All of that was great. But he's come back, and and him and Bednarak have not really featured. I, I'm sure we'll see them midweek. Um, if- oh well, I hope so because I think as well with Jan Bednarak, like I think he would make a difference, or even Stevens. Like oh, I don't know. Like obviously we're all not the managers. We could be managers as much as we want, but we just have to. As soon as the team is out, you just have to just go with it. Like okay, he's obviously picked them for whatever reason. We can't change it. It's on paper now. Right. So, oh, right, and, yeah, but I know. And I was going to say, like, I'm not sure, you know, Mark Hughes doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's going to be pushed around by, by management and things like that in terms of uh, the guys they want to play and, and things like that. Um, obviously, Vestergaard was brought in to fill a role that we did not have in terms of, of mm-hmm. being a physical center back. But there was even the, uh, you know, the, the an instance yesterday where he was kind of shoved off the ball, I think, for the first goal. And, and there were, there were moments of, uh, of just collective disaster in terms of defending. Um, and there have been, but I'm not, I'm not sure, you know, how long that takes to fix or, or if it, that's just down to individual error or, or just, I don't know. Um, but it does seem, and I wanted to make this point that it does seem like we have 
a lot of the same center back. Like a lot of our center backs are tall, thin, um, you know, good on the ball, maybe not the most physical. Uh, and I don't know if we just have, we just have too many uh, in the same mold. If that, if that's part of the issue that that's part of the reason that maybe Bednarak and Yoshida don't get in the team is because they're, they're a right footed version of, of Wesley Hoot. Yeah. But I, I think I read this, it was last week or the week before that the only record that we have in defense, and it's obviously not to do with like blocking a goal or anything. It's we have height on our side, like we've got the tallest right. defense. So it's just like, so it's just like, why are you giving us that? Like height has nothing to do with it. Like just please just change it up a little bit. Hopefully. And I mean, hopefully like they change something for obviously the Everton game, but it's not in the league. So it's not really helping us. Right. But I just don't see why they just can't make just small changes. Like obviously, like we've just said, Yoshida and Benarek and get like Stevens or just something, just zhuzh it up a bit. If that doesn't work, okay. It's not just them. Right. We'll go back to the drawing board and we'll start again, but they just don't seem to be changing things. It's just, okay. It's a different game. That, that that's the change it's like no you need to collectively change your team or the formation selection whatever try different things just for the sake of us as well yeah i mean oh. and hughes is hughes is actually being fairly i mean he's very consistent with his team selection for the most part mm-hmm. uh save injuries or or whatever uh you can kind of have a, a pretty decent idea who's going to be in there uh it's almost a guarantee that gabby Dini will not start um yep. no matter what <laughs> Uh, and long was injured yesterday. So, so Austin and Ings come in and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, like overall, uh, I think wolves, uh, actually, let, let me ask you this, like from the start of the game, like what, how, how did you think the game began? Cause from my perspective, from watching here, it, it looked like wolves kind of came out and for the first, we had to survive a, a couple of, uh, uh, an early onslaught kind of, of, of pressure. Is that, is that kind of how it felt in the ground and, and, or I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm doing this very poorly. But uh, yeah. That, that's no, you're not. No, it's. It's fine. No, I think. I think they definitely come out with their heads higher than ours, and they were like, you could see they were. They were hungry for it, and I think equally we were. But I wasn't sure if Saints themselves knew what to expect. Like, yes, they've obviously seen Wolves, but playing them and they haven't played them in a while oh, I wonder what they're going to be like. And then as soon as they were like, okay, they've upped their game, we need to up it as well. And they did for a bit. And like I said, I I think it was equal share. Like sometimes we dominated more than them and vice versa. Um, it just, I don't know, sometimes we looked a bit sloppy. It looked a bit, I would say our pace is so slow and it's always like, when you're watching them, I can't even explain it properly. Like they're so used to like set plays that they're like, right, okay, I'm going to run up here. I'm going to stop. I'm going to go backwards. And it's like, can you stop hiding the ball? Let's go forwards. Like just attack. Like the ball isn't made of lava. Attack them. Like I just don't see. They just look so afraid to make that decision. Like, okay, I don't want to go to the ball. I want the ball to come to me. And it's like, you're not magnetic, neither's the ball. Like, it's not going to just come to you. So make that decision. Um, watching Charlie Austin, like, I love him as a player. 
But yesterday, personally, I I don't think he brought much to the game. Like, I, he wasn't really working together with people. He was just not in it for himself, but he just at times seemed a bit selfish. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I don't think selfish is the right word, but he just didn't look like he was playing for the team. He was just... Right, I'm here to play the game. I'm good. If I'm going to score, I'm going to score. If I don't, I don't. Right. Well, I mean, Austin's got a, a specific kind of way of playing, I think, that maybe with the introduction of Ings doesn't work quite as well, you know? Mm. Um, and, I, and I could be wrong about that, but it, it definitely seems like since Ings has come in that that Austin has looked less attractive as a as an option yeah. going forward. And I think a lot last year, a lot of people were fighting for Austin or, or arguing for Austin to be in the, in the team because he was our only quote unquote goal scorer. Um, yeah. and, and yeah, I look at some of the people that we had on the team, uh, you know, long hadn't scored for a very long time. Gabby Dini had gone through a dry run after starting brilliantly the, the year before. Uh, and then, and then Carrillo, you know, is now, uh, on loan elsewhere. So yeah, he was, but now that Ings is there, I think Ings needs and works better with somebody like long despite kind of people's dislike of uh, of the guy who who works really hard and that like granted that is not everything uh working hard should not be it's not yeah no yeah it's 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 expected right like that that's the least you can do is do your job and do it well um Mm. but uh a lot of people that that's it a lot of people who will make that argument um probably don't give their all at their job every day either so um yeah more shots today i think this is what happens when i get tired and then get super amped up on on shots of espresso where i'm just i don't know maybe you need to start doing shots of tequila or something that might zhuzh it up a bit that might make it very exciting my uh (laughs) i'm not sure what my wife would think if i was drinking it (laughs) at 5 a.m um oh but you could say it's like an irish coffee i could yeah have a little alcohol in there next time yeah next week's gonna be Super, super. Well, next week we play on Sunday, so we'll record directly after that. So it'll either be like super hammered or, or super excited. Yeah. Or... Oh, that'll be, oh, everyone tune in next week. It's going to be a killer. Do it. <laughs> uh, I, I tend to like well, under promise and then over deliver. I think I've just done the opposite there, but it's okay. Uh, we'll, we'll make it through. Um, so, so, I mean, one of the things that, that I, I looked at yesterday with, with the formation and things like that was, is a lot of teams tended to match the three, four, three system that Wolves play when they play against them. We had played that system kind of all the way uh, down the stretch last year. And then through preseason, uh, Hughes kind of stayed traditional to, to what he's been doing and working with this, this season. Um, mm-hmm. any, any issue with that for you? Or do you think that's, you know, that's us actually like doing what's best for us instead of trying to worry about them or anything, anything like that, that you worried about or anything? I don't know. See, I, I always do like four, four, two because I don't, I don't like it when we have a lone striker because it just evidently it doesn't work. You need someone there like paired up with them to help them release them, whatever. But I think with Wolves, you needed to match them. Like, cause yesterday just watching, not everyone was marking everyone. Sometimes at one point there'll be like three Wolves players on one of us. And it's like, can you do the same to them? Can you add pressure on them as well? Like as soon as you add pressure, they panicked as well. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, it wasn't like that for the whole game, unfortunately. So now I think they needed to, well, 
there's me being the manager again. Like they they did need to match their formation, but no, he, he went <laughs> he went with his own method. Yeah, and and I think we talked about the kind of early pressure from Wolves, and then after that, it it kind of settled down, and we. I thought looked good. There were, there were chances. There were, you know, we were creating as many opportunities at least as they were, um, you know, going into halftime to halftime stats say, you know, we had seven shots on target or seven shots. They had nine. We both, we each had three on target. We had a little bit more possession. Like it, it, it was pretty fair. And I think that heading into the game, my expectations were not, were not over the top. I didn't, I didn't have, I wasn't expecting to go in there and win and win two nothing or anything like that. But um, you know, after the the performance against Liverpool in the second half, you kind of hope that they would put in a performance and and just you know play solid and consistent and and be in the game and and for the first half, I thought like that that was accomplished, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and then going into halftime, you wonder, or coming out of halftime, going into the second half, you wonder what changes are going to be made that are you know are we going to be able to kind of get over the line or even just hold on for a point or whatever? Because um, I think if we would have left there with a draw, I think I would have been okay with that. Yeah, I, I would have been really happy with a draw. I think during the halftime, I think everyone was sort of like, okay, it's nil-nil. Yeah, like if we went home now, yeah, we'd have a point. At least effectively, we've not gone home with nothing. Yes, it might be zero goals scored and stuff, but we, we've come home with a point. And that's like better than nothing. And then, I don't know, it's always... From experience, it always gets to, you know, 70, 75th minute. And it's like their Duracell batteries die. Like, they really just slow down and it just gets to the point where it's like it's too... Well, we're already a bit slow anyway. But the manager needs to be looking at players like, okay, it's nil-nil. It doesn't look like things are changing. I need to change things up now. And then do your subs. Like... Make your superstar super stubs, super subs, and make a difference. And then, like, if you need to change the formation at some point, you know, don't leave it too late. Don't be looking at a game going, "I'm happy with the draw." Like that. All it's that's all it seems like at the moment. Like, well, again, I can't speak on behalf of anyone, but looking outside in, it's always like, "Oh yeah, we we'll go for the draw." I'm happy with the draw. I'm not. Like. Go as if you want to win. If you win, fantastic. If you lose, but we can come out of there saying, you know what, they worked their socks off. It, that like it's okay, but it just doesn't look like they're giving like a hundred percent effort. Some players do, so I'm not tarnishing everyone with the same brush. But collectively, football is a team sport, and it needs to be everyone in that team needs to be given hundred percent effort. There were definitely. Uh, points I think on on both goals that we gave up where it kind of didn't look like it didn't look like like everybody was in it a hundred percent the defending was 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 poor and yeah and I'm I don't know I don't always like to criticize players because I think they get a lot of it from everywhere else yeah to be honest like watching back that that first goal um oh you know yeah. well, oh let's I guess we should talk about subs I mean we mentioned having an impact um, the subs that that Wolves put on, um, my goodness! Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, they, um, they just they turned the game round for them, obviously, and we needed to do that, and it just didn't seem, it just wasn't happening yesterday. Like 
oh, I don't know. I, I, I really thought, like, I like Armstrong, but I just, I don't know what's really happened in the last, obviously he's not been played, but I remember when he came on a couple of weeks ago and he, he made an impact then. But now, well, seeing friendlies and stuff, but now it's like, where are you at? What are you doing? Like, I don't know. Like, it doesn't seem like anyone's getting really excited by the subs. It's like, okay, I, don't, I can't see them making a huge change or a huge impact or anything. But that's just me. Like, I still, obviously, I like our team, but it's still like, you need a bit of fire in their belly. And they don't seem to have that. Yeah. I mean, Bertrand goes into the book on, I think, 50 minutes. Like, so it started the second half. And partially through injury uh, to, to, to Costa on their team, uh, Troyer comes in. But he immediately goes in and goes over to their right, which is our left, which is running at Bertrand on a yellow card. And this guy is, I mean, he's got all the pace in the world. He's a little bit of a loose cannon. But... Um, you know, that was, that was going to be an issue. Um, and, and they mentioned on the TV coverage here that, that, that Redmond and, and Bertrand had had a kind of a discussion about, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to need maybe a little bit more cover or whatever, because that's going to present, a, a, a liability for us if, because Bertrand obviously doesn't want to get sent off and all that stuff. But, and, and he's the guy, Triori is the guy who comes in and, and has an impact, uh, for their goal. And if you watch Bertrand, kind of gets caught further up the field, doesn't make the tackle. And then it's, it's, it's Wesley Hoot who has come up for criticism over and over again uh, against Troyari, who just kind of beats him basically. And, and puts the, the, the ball into the box. Um, and this is where Vestergaard gets shoved off the ball a little bit, which I, I don't want to see. Like, obviously he's, he's kind of coming for the ball and then he can't, you know, I mean, he can't commit a foul. He can't, he can't give away a penalty or anything like that, but he gets shoved off the ball. Uh, therefore lays it off and, and and then it's in for uh for Caballero puts it in and they're up one nothing and at that point it was that was it you know like that I think the all the momentum we had all of the hope that we had for for getting a point out of the game uh, mm. was kind of gone I tweeted something like okay guys it's you know ten minutes to get this whatever um and then uh, obviously that tweet did not age well and and we were down <laughs> two nothing pretty quickly after that but I mean what was the feeling in the away end when that first goal for them went in. What, what, what was the, the feeling for you? It's so hard. Cause like ironically kept looking at the time. And it was like, I think it must've been like 72, 73. And I was like, okay, probably it's going to be about 20 minutes, you know, with extra time. So it's like, right. 20 minutes. Like, do we still hold on to it? Do we go for it? Like, let's just keep going. And then obviously they scored on like the 79th minute. And it was just like biggest huff from everyone. Like, Oh, okay. We've got 10 minutes to, Let's hold on to this, <laughs> like just a one nil, like loss if it's going to be that. And it's just, it's predictable. Like it was just like okay, you know, final third of the second half, and it was just, I don't know. It's it's so hard to explain, but it was just like you could feel it was coming. It's like okay, they're going to get a goal, and I even had texted my friend at half time saying, I reckon they're going to get a sneaky one, and he was like. No, you look like you're playing pretty well. I was right. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, and they did get a sneaky one. But, oh, I don't know. It was just, you could see on all of their faces as soon as they scored, it was like, 
their heads just dropped even lower and it was like oh okay we it it was almost like they admitted defeat right there and then and you shouldn't do that like you're there to play the, the sport for 90 minutes unless you're a sub obviously but to play it till the end like you, you know we've seen it in the past we've got three goals in like two and a half minutes it can happen it may not happen again but these things can happen you've seen other games that you know they could be winning 3-0 and then they get beaten 4-3 like anything can happen but as a sport itself it is unpredictable but it just seems like saints they're just so they admit defeat too quickly and they just become like, oh, okay, we've lost this one. Let's just like plod along. And then they get lower and lower. And then unfortunately, they got another. And it was just like, you know what? If we lost one nil, it would have been like, it was a loss. Yes, but okay, it could have been more. It wasn't as worse as it could be. But to go up there and lose two nil, yes, they're playing well. I'm really not faulting them as a team because... From what we've seen, they are doing amazingly. But we shouldn't be going there expecting to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to lose. And that's what it feels like at the moment. Like every single game, it's like, yeah, we'll be lucky if we get a draw. And it shouldn't be, yeah, we'll be lucky to get a draw. It should be, you know what, we're going to win. And then if you don't, like I said, you want to, like, if you're going to lose, lose a bit of pride, not just be like, yeah, we went to balls and lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know absolutely. what I mean? It's just, oh. <gasps> I'm going to have a tantrum now and sulk. That's okay. Uh, I'm, I'm reliving it all now. I'm like, oh no, yesterday seemed so far away. And now I'm like, oh. Bring it all back. Bring it all back. <laughs> yep. Um, I mean, after we conceded the first goal, obviously the, the idea would be to push forward and, 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 and push for an equalizer. Of course, that leaves you open to, to counterattacks. And it's something that Wolves had looked, uh, I guess, vulnerable to, earlier on in the match where they, when they came forward, we had several opportunities and several chances came from uh, winning the ball back and getting it forward quickly. And, and we looked okay doing that. Obviously we didn't convert any of those things, but um, once we, once we conceded, there were several kind of last ditch tackles. There was a sliding tackle from hoot. There were uh, mm-hmm. a couple of other saves from McCarthy from the header and things like that off, off of a corner, which I thought was probably winds up being the highlight of the match. I think for us is, is him, uh, making that save, smashing his face on the bar, and then um, you know, uh, getting back up or whatever. What you know, be as proud of that mm. as you want. Um, but I, I thought that that second goal for them, it looked like it was coming. For it, his either, legs. Yeah, yeah. Either <laughs> either they were going to either we were going to we were going to tie it because we were going to push everybody forward, or they were going to hit us on the counter and wind up scoring. Um, and and, it, and, it, and at the end of the day, it happened. But I don't know. Like if you look at at the match as a whole. Even, I mean, take take the two plays where they score out of it, where we defended poorly, and that's something that we obviously have to work on. And, and I think Vestergaard mentioned that it was down to just individually defending in times like late in the game. Like, they didn't do good enough in that. Is it that, or do you think it's it's something wide, more widespread within the, the team or the club? I think it's a mixture of absolutely everything. Like, you can't just pinpoint it on one thing because if you could pin it, pinpoint it on one thing, we would have had it sorted by now and a couple of seasons ago. But I just, like I said on my tweet yesterday, that it just doesn't seem like it's errors anymore. It just seems like it's habit. Like it doesn't seem like you see their videos of them training and saying they're improving and progressing. It's like, well, what are we getting from it? Well, like, how can we see that you're progressing when it's we're getting the same results every single time like I said it is a mixture of absolutely 
everything, but watching the game, and I've already mentioned probably several thousand times already, um, it's the pace. Like, we are so slow-paced. We just don't look like we're, or they don't look like they want to make the decisions to go forward. Uh And when they panic, they go backwards. It's like, why are you going so far backwards? Like, you don't need to be doing that. But they do it, and it's like, you can hear it probably I don't know if you can hear it even on the telly. All of us are like, why are you going backwards? Like, shouting. Like, it's awful. Like, no. It's, it, and actually, with the saying, like, obviously, it'll be one step forward, two steps back. That's what they do when they're playing football. Like, they'll be going forward, and it's like, great, we've gone five steps. Let's pass it back ten. See you later. We'll start again, shall we? And it's like, no. Like, it, it's collectively a lot of problems that we do have. Yeah. I can't pinpoint one. Uh, there was one instance yesterday where we had a corner and we took it short and then it, the oh. ball wound up all the way back at the goalkeeper mm. without uh, a ball ever going into the box, without a shot ever being yeah. taken. And then it's just like, that's the kind of stuff like you brought, you brought the center backs forward, you know, everybody was up and this is, this is what we decided to do. And that's, it's uh it, it is frustrating for me and I can't imagine what it's, how frustrating it is for the, the away fans traveling and, and being subject to that. And, I don't know, like, uh, and I, and I will say that we can always hear you on, on TV, not you specifically, but we can always hear, uh, <laughs> no, the away fans. Well. <laughs> um, <laughs> we can always hear the away fans and, it, and it's great. Um, and it's one of those things that, uh, the announcers here in the United States constantly point out is that the, the traveling support from Southampton is, is always strong and always loud and you never really cause any issues, which is nice. Um, but uh, the support is there. And I think that for me, I mean, that I look at that and I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm proud of that. And uh, I think that the away fans deserve a little bit of, of credit because I mean, let's face it. We, we haven't won that many games over the past couple of seasons and uh, yeah. you all seem to be showing up no matter what. And, uh, and, and yeah, exactly. We need some form of bonus. I'll tell you that now, but no, the fans excluding me, I'm not just going to blow my own trumpet, but the away support, is amazing and we will be singing from the first minute to the last minute even when obviously you have a couple of minutes of silence like okay they've just scored like yesterday right but we get back singing and even like their fans like their home fans for obviously Wolves their support was insane and it was just like we've got to compete with them and we were given as good as we got so it was it was very entertaining in with songs and things yesterday. So that's like another positive. Like it's nice to have like that kind of atmosphere at a game. It wasn't like negative. And then as soon as obviously they scored, it was like, okay, and now they're much louder, and now we're feeling a bit embarrassed. Right. <laughs> let's right. just keep singing. Like <laughs> let's go marching on, shall we? I guess just you know we we have one question uh, come in from Instagram that that I think is probably worth just, just thinking about. And maybe we don't need a completely serious answer because I think we are kind of still early in the, uh, obviously early in the, um, in the season still, but it hasn't been a great kind of result uh, or a couple of results or, or however you want to put it. But um, Pedro uh, period one, two, one, or sorry, Pedro period T two, one says, do you think we need a manager? Is, is the manager the issue or is it, is it something else? Cause I mean, this is the third manager in three years. Uh, you know, there's not a lot changing. And I know Adam Blackmore put out there yesterday that, that this has to be down to, or he thinks it's down to 
um, more so the, the selling on of players and, and the attempt yeah. to replace them. And, and that there, this is much deeper than just the manager. And it's not necessarily the fault of the players yeah. that are here because they've been brought in to do it and they are doing the best they can, I assume, but it's, it, there's, there's something wider at play here, but I don't know how you feel about it as somebody who's been able to watch the team over the past few years and, uh, the past you know 20 years, I guess. Uh, you know, what do you, what do you, <laughs> don't make me sound really old. I, I know. I'm sorry. I'm like, <laughs> You you went the day you were born. How's that? Like ready? To- okay. <laughs> um, unpopular opinion, but I I don't think it is the manager. Um, I personally I hate seeing it already so soon where people are asking for his head and stuff like that. Like get him out. I don't think it is him. And what is it going to achieve if we get another manager like right now? Like who's going to come in seriously? And you know he he helped at the end of last season. And whether people like to admit it or not. It was because of him, but do I think like the issues are because of him now? He's obviously adding to the effect, but I wouldn't say it's purely just down to him. Like, yes, it is down to the buying and the selling of players. Like, we've never fully replaced some of the players that we have sold. So, you know, it is down to the whole club themselves. Like, like I keep saying, you can't just pinpoint it on one person. You can't just blame one person for why we lost or you can't pinpoint you can't just blame one one factor it's numerous factors so no I don't think it's to do or purely based on the manager and I don't think getting a new back manager will help anything so no (laughs) all right yeah Speaking of, of kind of recruiting and scouting there was some reports earlier this week that we were potentially looking at a new head of scouting or head of recruiting um Mm -hmm. and I'm currently scrolling through trying to find names and refresh my memory because i don't know if we talked about it before we were recording or not but i, I worked at catering last night um yeah. got home about one got up at way too early to do this um so uh we'll see and i cannot find this guy and i cannot remember his name so i'm going to stop looking because i'm <laughs> now back on september 12th so i've obviously missed something um so i don't know we will see we will see if, if the club goes with somebody else in terms of recruiting um yeah. but yeah but i mean uh, one one thing I guess before we 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 kind of wrap this up is is there anything else that you want to talk about or did we miss anything or is there anything you wanted to make sure you said about uh, the team or the the panel or anything else? No, I think everything has been said. What I needed to say or what you needed to ask and say. I think if anyone else wants to ask any questions, feel free. But no, I think we've covered a lot and enough. And yeah, I probably might get slated for my opinions, but no, no, I think it's, <laughs> and, and I mean, it's important to me that the show not be just us complaining every week. So it's been nice to, you know, you can, you can be upset, you can be disappointed, you can have a good discussion, uh, you know, and it was nice this week to be able to talk about some of the other things that weren't necessarily, uh, the game yesterday, the match yesterday. So it's, it's, that is Absolutely. nice. Um, yeah. but, but as, as someone who goes to quite a few matches and, and everything else, is there is there an away ground that you specifically enjoy uh, the day out the going to, or is is there one place that sticks out maybe to you? Um, I've always liked Crystal Palace, like Southhurst Park. Right. Um, obviously, I've always loved Upton Park, but obviously it's not there anymore. Um, just for like sound purposes and the atmosphere, that was amazing ignoring the result mm-hmm. but they're probably my main ones i would say okay and bournemouth i quite like bournemouth yeah. 
Yeah. We shall see. Well, ask me that after we've been to Bournemouth, then I might change my mind. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bournemouth, Bournemouth's quite, quite a small stadium. If I'm, if I'm got my facts straight, yeah. right. Uh, yeah. smaller venue. Um, but yeah, I just want to say thank you for, for doing this. I, I appreciate you coming on the show and, thank uh, being willing me. to talk to me. Um, yeah. I, you would think maybe 90 episodes in that I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel awkward about approaching people to talk on the show, but sometimes it is, it is, uh, I, I'm self-conscious and, and I, I don't like, you know, seeming like the weirdo who's just trying to message people. Um, so I nice. appreciate it. That's awesome. No worries. All right. All right. Um, okay. Well, Yasmin, thank you so much. Um, people can follow you on Twitter and Instagram at miss YJW one. Um, thank you for your time. Uh, the minutes for the saints panel, uh, Saints voice panel should be out sometime soon. Uh, so we'll yeah. see. I'll be interested to, I may have more questions once they're out and then maybe we can, we can talk again later on and we can talk more about that. Look forward to it. All right. Uh, good luck with, uh, whatever, whatever matches next. I'm, I'm so like, a, it's, it's, it's a mess. So, uh, Everton and then Chelsea, Everton and then Chelsea. <laughs> well, every, uh, Chelsea's at home. So that's nice. Everton yeah. is midweek, uh, and yeah. very far away. So I don't know what your plans are mm-hmm. for that, but, but be safe either way. Yeah. Thank you. that does it for this episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you enjoyed it. Special thanks goes out to my guest this week, Miss Yasmin Wiseman. She's at MissYJW1 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Give her a follow. And Yasmin, I just want to say once again, thank you for joining me. Thank you for giving me your time. Uh, Even though you weren't quite feeling well, uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, you did great. Thank you. I don't know if anybody else has ever experienced this or has this kind of anxiety about introducing friends to one another, like friends from two different groups, maybe, uh, and you're just never worried how they're all going to get along. But this week, some of my friends got together and they really, they, they seem to get along and it was fantastic. So uh, those two friends are the Southampton page on Twitter and Instagram. That's my partner. You can follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. They are at Southampton page. Um, and then the other guy is Matt from the We Are Southampton page on Instagram. Um, he's the guy who did the logo for the show. Uh, he's been a guest on here. Uh, he has, runs a great page. Anyway, uh, the We Are Southampton page did a, a, an image for the Southampton page, um, and everybody was happy, and it was great, and it fills me with joy, and that's not something that always happens, uh, especially when I watch the team play. And I'm getting sad, so I'm going to move on. You can follow those guys. You will not be disappointed. The links are in the show notes. If you're new to the show and don't know how to follow it on social media, you can. We're at SFCDELL underscore IVERY on Twitter and Instagram, and we're at Facebook.com forward slash SFC delivery. There is no underscore in the Facebook address. Uh, you can follow us there, and hopefully, you enjoy what you see. The music for this show comes courtesy of the Free Music Archive at freemusicarchive.org. The intro song is Epic Song by Boxcat Games, and the intro show credits that you're listening to right now is Aim is True by Pottington Bear. Um, the links are in the show notes if you're interested. Um, and really, that is it, except to say that if you haven't subscribed yet, you should do so. There are plenty of links in the show notes from iTunes and Acast to Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, and wherever else you listen. So uh, go subscribe, share it with a friend, don't miss an episode. And until next time, remember that together, we march on.
mean, I really wanted to read some of these. I'm interested. I want, I mean, I put out the stuff so that we can read it on the show. I asked people for a seven-word match summary, but I can't put this up. Well, what do you mean, why can't I put it up? Did you read it? I mean, this one's good. The sunshine was nice. We're going down. I mean, it's not very positive, but it's good. This one's decent as well. Bring in Maya Ishida and start man marking. Look stronger most of the match. Still lost. What the flip is going on, lads? These are actually all okay. I guess I could have read them. But then, but then we got, I mean, I mean, for Christ's sake. Shit bottling fuckers absolutely bottled. Don't fucking give a fucking single shit any fucking more. That's not seven words. But I get it. But that's why I can't put this stuff up there. Like, I can't say that on the show. I know, I don't know. I'm sorry. Right, we have to go now? All right.